evening, godless sodomites. Welcome to the excommunication station. I am your host, Chaz. I'm joined by just Chrissy today because Donovan has a sick child and uh, they're taking care of their sick child and it happens to all of us. So I was doing it the night before last. Yeah. 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 My kid so. puked everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. Thankfully, thankfully, my kids are 14 and 11 and don't really have to do as much as that anymore. But uh, so I, uh, I guess with that, we will the Inquisition. Go ahead. All right. So with your birthday approaching, sir. Oh, God. No, no. Go ahead. What has been your favorite birthday gift you've ever gotten? It's kind I of a hard one. No. Yeah. Um, man, uh, probably my AirPods. Okay. Yeah. Probably that my tracks, Chaz. Yeah. That tracks because they're they're useful. Yep. And I use them all yeah. the time, and I haven't lost them. So, um, well, for you, you pulled a Chrissy for two days, didn't you? I did. I yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we were These thankfully do- reunited. These ones are doing well. These are uh, AirPods number six. I lost AirPods number seven through nine, but found six in my gym bag. Good. And they oh. have a glow in the dark case on them. So the, cool. I've had these and not lost them now for almost a month. Oh, very cool. All right. Well, what was your favorite uh, birthday gift? That was at Christmas. Ooh, um, my favorite birthday gift was when I was like seven or eight, uh, we did not have a ton of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know my mom was like selling clothes and do it, returning clothes with tags yeah. on them to get money. Like, uh, and I had wanted, uh, this doll called a magic nursery baby, uh, that had like a, it, you, you didn't know what it was. You, it came with a little packet and you dipped it in water and it told you whether the baby was a boy or a girl. Yeah. And like the baby's name and all that. I don't know why I thought it was so rad. I look back now and I'm like, that's ridiculous. Well, that was um, high technology back then. Yeah, it's true. So I got that for my birth. I believe it was my eighth birthday because it was also the same year that my mom made my birthday cake at home. And it was the best cake I've ever had. I I've only ever had homemade cake cakes. As far as I can remember, I've never had a non-homemade birthday cake. Well, it wasn't like she was buying bakery cakes other years. I just remember her making it. Oh, okay. Yeah. And she made me a cake uh, that was shaped like a bunny rabbit face with coconut for fur. Very cool. And it was that cake lives in my dreams. Oh, very nice. The best cake ever. That's so sweet. Yeah. Well, Well, happy almost birthday, friend. Yeah, well, thank you. I don't have any good childhood birthdays that I can remember, so uh, they've all been well, with the family. So yeah, lots of adult birthdays that are great too. 
Yeah. So like one year, my wife got me, she took me to Benihana and got me tickets to see Dinosaur Jr. in Baltimore like the next night. So that was great. That's a great birthday. That was. So that's great. Um, so with that, we're going to do the most important thing, and that is to pray. So hold the hand of the person next to you and bow your head. And if you were driving, do let Jesus take the wheel. Well, I wish that you might know the joy of it, the preaching the gospel, the seeing the thousands wending their way down the altars to kneel at the feet of Jesus, the crucified. And now, after all of these years, they've come to crown our labors, beautiful Angela's Temple, this magnificent building the largest seating capacity church in the American continent, where we have 16,000 members, a Sunday school of 4,500 children, 800 branch churches, and the work spreading. Today, on the first day, Los Angeles, California, with its thousands of loving friends and these great armfuls of roses on this my anniversary. It don't matter what the doctor says, that he that we are going to dive into a faith healer today for the first time on this show and that and is going what a way to start yeah I'm so what a excited. way to start yeah <laughs> uh the faith healing world has been a non-traditional option for women to finally have their own say in their own views to finally be heard Within the evangelical church, Carrie Judd, Elizabeth Baxter, Maddie Elma Perry, and Maria Woodworth Eder, just to name a few. They all had their own followings in ministry, but no one had a bigger one than today's subject. Amy Elizabeth Kennedy, or Amy Semper McPherson, who she'll be later known as, was born on October 9, 1890 in Ontario, Canada. And grew up, <clears throat> excuse me, and grew up in a devout Methodist family. Her oh, father must was have been fun. Oh my God, yeah. Uh, her father was thirty years older than her mother. Gross. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, Minnie was fifteen years old when she got married to Amy's father. Gross. Uh, Minnie was a dedicated volunteer and nurse for the Salvation Army. Also Bef gross. <laughs> <laughs> Before Amy's birth, Minnie begged the Lord Jesus to give her a daughter who would preach to the masses. Then the clouds parted and a beam of light from the good Lord came down and blessed Minnie's little tummy. Didn't that really happen? Like, did that really happen? No. Nope. Like, she, well, is, that's how Mother Teresa got sainted is a beam of light came out of a picture of her and this, cured someone of cancer. I don't know. Yeah, this is all this is another thing besides like the childhood illness and everything that comes up in a lot of these faith healing things where they're where before they're born or as they're born, uh, something miraculous or divine happens. Um, so it's a way of this, like because people actually believed you back then. So well, that and I mean. It is, 
narcissistic parents groom children to be mm-hmm. uh, the thing that they know that they'll never be. Oh, yeah. And as we go into this, that might be revealed a little bit. Um, a few weeks after her birth, Minnie returned to the Salvation Army with Amy and would be there for her entire, entire childhood. For childhood fun, Amy would preach to her dolls and toys. Amy knew all the Bible stories before she could even read the Bible. And Well, guess the- what? Guess what? My kids know all the Pokemon. <laughs> uh, by the age of four, she was standing on the street corner preaching. She yes. was put to bed with Minnie's voice telling her Bible stories, memorizing them and using them in her childhood street preaching for the army. While reading her bi- biography, Sister Amy by Daniel Mark Epstein, which is the best one that I found so far, I recognize some of very early issues with religious trauma and something already distorting her mind. She started asking her mom if God can see her. She would start hiding places, including the steel oven, and asking her mom if God could see her in there. She was trying to escape his eye to seek some sort of privacy, and it was fucking with her. I believe this is the start of her struggles with mental illness. God, yeah, that would be. I never took it like that as a kid, but God. Yeah, the idea that someone's always constantly watching you, Mm -hmm. that would get. Get to you, yeah. I didn't hide in the oven or anything. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of us have have been there. Um, Amy was a lonely child. She made friends with all the animals around the farm. She was so desperately desperate for friendship, she tried to make friends with the echo in her family well. Right as she fell in, Minnie saved her. When she went to school, she had no idea how to make friends. She ended up in the dunce cap from the very first day. She found she could control the class, though, with humor and her charisma. She also terrorized her teacher with pranks. I mean, that's just fun. Yeah, I guess so. When your teachers can hit you. Very true. You know, like all bets are off. Yeah, that's at least that's how I felt in school when that I went to the school where they allowed the hitting. Like, yeah. OK, well, Fair you game. put some skin in the game, too, then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Amy beat the shit out of some fellow students over who could hold the small chalkboard during their school photo one year. <laughs> she jumped in the middle of the group, <laughs> claiming the board for herself. And then, like the Matrix, just the beat the teacher. Just beat the fuck out of everyone around her <laughs> trying to grab the board from her. One of, wh- one of her teacher either just sitting back watching it or and like, yep, taking uh, bets. Yeah. <laughs> one of her classmates, well, he had a black eye in the photo, and some of the students are visibly upset. But <clears throat> how does she look? Because she's oh, the smiling. main character of her smiling story. holding that board. Yeah. Her parents were very well off, uh, and Amy was an only child, meaning she was spoiled. We're not all spoiled. You're not all spoiled, but she was. Uh, She wasn't denied much of anything. She still experienced abuse, but found if she was in the presence of company and she fucked around, she would just be sent to her room and could could delay being hit later. When she heard her mom coming to hit her, she would fall to her knees and cry out that, 
she hopes God doesn't send Minnie to hit her and that she was so sorry for what she did. Minnie would hear this from outside of the room and let her go. Oh, she's starting to learn the hustle. Yep. Um, oh, I'd like to add kid hustle. Yeah, I'd like to add in here that when she was playing with the animals on the farm, she was kicked in, I believe, the head by one of the cows. Um, so let's just add that in there. Uh, I mean, <laughs> it did it fix her cross eyes? Oh, like I'm real sure Ruby did. Sue yep. and Christmas yeah. vacation. Yeah, but then she got kicked back and they went back. <laughs> she, um, but she fell in the yeah. well and they went. Yeah. Cross-eyed. Yep. <laughs> oh my God, she is Ruby Sue. <laughs> Uh, at, <laughs> that's the best set French kissing um, at 12 now I'm, now I'm just going to envision that her family her mom is that mom yeah yeah uh, at 12 she won her local WTCU public speaking competition as well as the top prize when she was invited to London to speak at 12 years old London Canada though right London Ontario that's a good question. I I believe so. Then I yeah I just put London, but that 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 makes a better point because I don't think it's London, England. No, but, it's uh, probably yeah. London, Ontario. Yeah. yeah, I don't know the WTCU, the Women's Temperance Christian. Yeah, they aren't going to yeah. be in England. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, they might be. Uh, but she also preached around Toronto and Methodist churches around this age. By the time she was 17, she was done with her Methodist life, though. She was almost done with her faith altogether. Amy Lee would Amy would publicly debate anyone. She was loud and loved to perform. She thought it was very ex- extremely hypocritical that the Methodist told her she couldn't dance or act unless it was with a Methodist sanity. Oh, my God. Please make it stop because this is me at 17. <laughs> hundred percent uh she found out about evolution and started to believe it uh when she sat down with minnie and told her about her newly held belief minnie had an epic breakdown i imagine the same one my mother had when i jokingly told her i was gay amy was so (laughs) upset by her mother's tears that she dropped her belief in evolution and stopped walking away from god that's a rough one yeah so guilted into faith um yeah yeah uh well he died for you so yeah that's true uh she changed course right away but she didn't want to be a methodist she heard news about the newest rising christian movement when she went to a pentecostal movie meeting with her father she was shocked at what she saw at first but then quickly fell in love as the theatrics of the worship struck a chord with her. She, yeah. 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 That makes she, sense. Yeah. With the way she acted and wanted to control yeah. things. It's a very, it's different than a method, definitely different than the Methodist church. Yeah. It's, it's far. I mean, it's more on brand for her personality. Absolutely. Uh, she was at the church service when she heard a tall and slender young Irish Pentecostal minister, Robert James Semple. And she fell head over heels in love. Mm. She, yeah, she grew lovesick and quickly her grades slipped. She also wanted to be anointed by the Holy Spirit like she had seen Semple. She also did what she just about, 
what every Pentecostal does, threw all her non-Christian shit out and severed all ties with non-Christians. So any non-Christian books, non-Christian, I don't even know if she had records back then or albums. Well, definitely not albums, but like. No, no. Didn't those, they, like. Those plastic s- circle things that you spin around. I think it was pretty rare for them to even have radios back then. Oh yeah, this is this is 1900 sometime. Yeah. yeah. So this is the early 1900s. Um, um I just but like you know. books, anything like that, any anything non-Christian, she just tossed in the trash. It's um, a it's a thing that youth pastors have been still using to this day. Yep. Uh you get a lot of really intense converts when you flirt with the young ladies. It's it's amazing. Um, mm-hmm. uh, in the blinding snowstorm and defiance of her parents, she went to a Pentecostal meeting at a house of a sister in Christ, where she first heard a voice talk to her. This wouldn't be the last time she heard the voice. She said she was injected by the Holy Spirit, and just at that moment, Robert Semple walked in the room. Mm-hmm. They would soon be married. Yeah, because he injected her with his Holy Spirit. Yeah, I kind of well, they got snowed in. <laughs> I wish Donovan was here so he could do an Irish accent, but I can't. Oh yeah, so. hard to hard to he. Uh, Robert and Amy said that the Lord was calling them to go to China. In January 1910, Amy and Robert moved to Chicago to stutter, study under another famous faith healer, William H. Durham one of the most important teachers of the Pentecostal theology at that time. Amy claimed that she had a broken ankle and torn tendons. She said that she heard the voice of God again, tell her to go to Durham's healing service and be healed. She did. And she was instantly healed. Durham told her that she now had the gifts of the spirits, especially the gift of interpreting tongues. Maybe it's because we've been doing this podcast for a couple years, but all I see is innuendo in all of this. Oh, she has the gift of interpreting tongues. Oh, yeah. She went, you know, like, oh, she was injected with the Holy Spirit when she that saw was him. me, like, though. I don't know. No, I know. But like, you know, so, she wasn't just praying with that dude at the snow end party. Oh, like, I'm sure. She come wasn't. on. Oh, well, not that they got married right away. I'm sure. Yeah. 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 And same, same with the immediately being healed and blessed with all this. Like, what happened? What really happened? I think that she was, uh, we'll get into it, but I think that she was hot and she was, she was gorgeous. Yeah. That got her a long way. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Um, In August 1910, the Semples both set off for China for mission work, but one thing. Amy found out on the boat ride that she was pregnant. At first, things went well. Robert was colonizing, I mean converting, at a good pace. Uh, He got so haughty that he started singing, bringing in the sheaves, but it was bringing in the Chinese. Oh, no. Bringing in the Chinese. Bringing, bringing in, the, in Chinese. the Chinese, we will we go rejoicing, bringing, bringing in, the, in Chinese. the Chinese. That's terrible. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't work very well. And yeah, I mean, yeah, first of yeah. all, lyrically, it's bad. It's yeah, pretty it racist. Yeah. Um, uh, pe- you know, people aren't. say Chinamen. 
that's not the preferred nomenclature, dude. It's Asian American. <laughs> Got me. Um, uh, Amy, uh, China would become a complete clusterfuck. Amy seemed to have a hysterical breakdown when she saw a Hindu funeral cer- ceremony and she swore she saw a body burning alive. Above, you about mean three- someone who's dramatic? historically yeah. and has mental illness issues pat is not getting her and never, way probably and never is, seen this before yeah and and is not getting her way mm-hmm. uh yeah no she well yeah she's probably not getting happy. enough attention yeah probably wasn't happy with where she was living either once she got there yeah um but uh yeah where did I leave off? Uh, about three weeks after they arrived, they both came down with malaria. But Robert also got a little case of the old dysentery, oh. and he died on August 17th, 1910. Amy wait, survived- so wait, 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 wait. In August 1910, they yes. set off for China, but yeah. there are now they're in China already uh yeah they're in china already is, it only lasted a couple of, weeks oh okay so like yeah because this is august 17th yeah when they when they were setting off for china he was converting people on the boat uh and preaching on the boat and, oh, and getting okay, okay. a lot of building up it was it, like i don't that was like a thing back then like you would go on these massive boats to go over and their job on there was to convert people and try to set up some sort of following before they even got on the mainland so um but yeah he got malaria and died pretty quickly um over the next few weeks amy survived but she woke up every day and screamed and cried at the wall one month later from the death of her husband she had her first child roberta yeah that baby was born pretty quick after that blizzard locking yeah (laughs) (laughs) almost nine months to the day yeah because that's still the same year right 1910 Uh, in january uh, here uh they got they got called the china in january oh okay yeah yeah so eh, maybe it was she was yelling in his ear i don't know um yeah well maybe i'm casting aspersions perhaps it was a completely normal timeline i'm sorry this is i'm joking please don't sue me (laughs) oh yeah i'm sure the yeah amy i'll sue you uh amy quickly amy quickly moved herself and roberta back to the united states yeah no shit (laughs) while on the boat amy started preaching again upon arrival she went to work for the salvation army while outside preaching she met a new man what Amy, who I should mention now, was pretty hot. So uh, she uh, would marry a man named Harold Stewart McPherson. And they moved to Rhode Island and had their first child together, Rolf Potter. First and only child, I should I should mention. Um, what year was this? This was, I believe they got married in 19. They had a child in 1913. So I believe they got married in oh, 1912. Okay. Wow. Um, Good for you. Just get right, right yep. back on it. Yep, they didn't well, have fancy it is birth the time. control methods like pulling out. Well, that and it's the time period too. Like you, a woman didn't have a lot of agency, so mm-hmm. you kind of had to yeah. just get married yeah. again. Yeah. Um. Uh, 
Rolf, huh? Rolf, yeah. Rolf. I, Is guess that, an, I, I thought Rolf was short for Rudolph. I don't know. Maybe it was a noise he made when he came out of her. Rolf. Rolf. It's the yeah. noise his father made when he was <laughs> conceived. Or the noise he made when he saw the baby came out. Rolf. Yep. <clears throat> That's why it was one and done. Yep. Uh, the next few years were pretty hard for Amy. She mm-hmm. suffered again from mental illness. She definitely suffered from OCD, but had uncontrollable crying fits and depression. She did she, go through an incredibly traumatic experience. Oh, like while almost her whole life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she spends nights crying and praying. She also felt that her husband was keeping her from her calling. After the birth of Rolf in 1913, Amy spent a few weeks in a mental hospital for her pars- uh, postpartum depression. Oh. At home, she would manically clean the house and then break down crying, and she lived in darkness and quiet. So part of that just sounds like what I do daily. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and if that's Lord. not yeah. mental health, I don't know what uh, yeah. is. <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> soon after Amy left the hospital, she started hearing the voice again. Now, this is all from Amy, but she suffered from a lot of stomach issues, which requ- did, requ- did require multiple surgeries, including a hysterectomy. God must be punishing her, she thought. The voice kept telling her to go preach. And the more she resisted, the worse pain her pain got. The voice told her that if she was to be healed, she needed to rise from her bed and preach, which she did, and the pain was gone. Nothing like having free will. I'm just saying I would preach on the street corner if it would make my IBS go away. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. They, that that doesn't work. It doesn't no, it does work not. like that. Oh, the upset tummy never goes away. No, it does not. Uh, I'm figuring that out with uh, the ice cream that I'm eating lately, and I shouldn't be. Yeah, it's I not can't. Good. My my yeah. my family all have ice cream every single night, and I'm jealous every single night. But I just know I want to sleep. And if no I wonder I'm, you're living in the dark and crying every night. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> people eat ice cream in front of me. Can I just tell you also, side note, I think I have a pet bird now. Oh, really? In that the house dove, or outside? No, outside, that dove that I posted in the Discord. Yeah. It's been a week. He's still here. Wow. We're trying to make friends with, with the crows outside. See, I would love to make friends with crows. And I had a brief uh, flirtation with the idea of trying to make friends with the vultures who live mm-hmm. in the area because mm-hmm. I thought that would be badass but they're very smelly but yeah, this gross. this white dove it's obviously somebody's pet it's fat it's like as big as a chicken is just waddling around in my backyard and he just it's so sad I don't know what to do for him can you roast him for a little bit because I want to find out what happens when doves cry Oh, oh, like roast him like your tail feathers are yeah. ugly. Yeah. And your cute little red feet are fucking stupid. stupid. <laughs> I don't know how to use <laughs> <a dove. laughs> uh, Sorry. Uh, Amy, it's all right. Side, side bar over. Yeah, side uh, bar. A- Amy told Harold that she was commanded to go preach and he said, 
fuck no, you're a housewife. So in 1915, she grabbed both her kids and jumped on a train and went back to Ontario and to her mother. Dude, this is, I am almost always on the side of uh, women when it comes to custody and agency and all that. But this is one of those times when uh, he was right. She should not be out and about when she's severely mentally unwell. It's not safe. She shouldn't have sole custody of the kids if she's maniacally cleaning the house and then not following doctor's orders for bed rest after stomach surgery. I don't know, man. Yeah, this is technically kidnapping too. Yeah, this is not great. (laughs) Yeah, definitely not good. Uh, But Minnie took the kids uh, while Amy went out. She said to Harold, quote, I've tried to walk in your way and have failed. Won't you come now and walk in mine? Which he said, fuck no. For a while anyway. Uh, she took her last $10 and bought two white nurses uniforms and her name from now on. And this is in many Pentecostal wor- worlds uh, would take the title of brother or sister. She would be known as sister Amy. Mm-hmm. My Pentecostal school slash church I went to, we had to call every every adult by sister or brother. So that's weird. Yeah, it is, but that's what we did. So no, I mean, I know. It, like, I'm sorry, I'm not disrespecting anybody's culture, but because I know there are plenty of people who call every adult auntie or uncle, mm-hmm. or you know, lots of different terms of respect but i just i always thought it was so weird and uncomfortable in my white bread plain mayo church to be like hi brother paul hi brother mm-hmm. y- y- you're not my brother it I took a while to you. get used to i don't like you. yeah 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 it took a while but then you know that was the rule or else you know disrespect so uh their brother and sister in christ so but uh, yeah. at her very first revival, crowds like were sm- <laughs> yeah, crowds were small. So she went into town and stood in the middle of the road, put her hands to the sky and looked up. A small crowd gathered, and which soon got bigger, as the woman was fr- the as this woman was frozen in the middle of the street. One second, I think Donovan this is big theater kid energy right here. Oh okay um this chick has like yeah the biggest of the like she is the theater kid that annoys other theater kids yeah i was gonna say you just roll your eyes at um yeah you're like okay home and now yeah without any warning amy broke from her pose and yelled jesus is coming follow me and then ran to her church because there was no television or cars back then the crowd followed she wowed the crowd with her Pentecostal style of preaching and her gifts of the spirit. As soon as she started dancing, falling, speaking in tongues, laughing and crying, the spirit moved within everyone else. And the cloud of depression, which had been over Amy for years, was gone from over Amy's head. Mm, it's not like a massive hit of dopamine, dopamine. and serotonin. <laughs> a performance doesn't help with depression. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not like I feel good after getting off this podcast every week either. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, 
soon oh, as she's she's cured she's cured you yeah guys. she's cured. yeah she's absolutely cured. god healed her yep. soon after she foot? hurt <laughs> torn <laughs> tendons just healed <laughs> Uh, she heard the voice of God again, and the voice told her to move to another town. Mm. Amy loaded up her car, painted Jesus is coming, get ready on one side, and where will you spend eternity on the other? She preached the Pentecostal gospel, and the spiritual gifts are back to fuck up Satan's world. I'd also like to point out here that Amy prayed over a boy in the second town she went to, and the boy started speaking in tongues. Amy claimed that it was Chinese. Well, she's been there. She could, quote, interpret tongue speaking. Did they? I wonder if she learned any Chinese before they were moving there. I, that's one of the reasons they went to Chicago. When they, they were when, only there for a little for t- the bit of little time. time i know i know i don't know how much education um her husband had because hmm. i mean let's be real he's the only one that would really matter in that time oh for sure you know? yeah for sure so, for um, sure um and i just i know it's not the point um but i'm curious what you think based off of what we have read about this woman's personality Mm-hmm. okay so she painted her car jesus mm-hmm. is coming soon get ready on one side and where will you spend eternity on the other mm-hmm. now do you think that the paint job was super meticulous or do you think it was slapdash because i can't uh, decide the pictures it, it looked pretty legible oh really oh so yeah. you saw pictures okay because yeah. i was like yeah. either she's so manic she has to get it done super fast and so it just looks however or she's so um, OCD. She's got OCD she, yeah. that it has to be. Yeah, there were uh, apparently a lot of biographies picked up on like her OCD tendencies within her life. Um, so, but yeah, um, Amy started off on her own sawdust trail, and a right. woman preacher was a big deal. A woman in, speaking in public was big enough but from the pulpit was blasphemous for many. Amy and she became, loved that attention. Oh, she did. Amy became really popular really quickly. She healed people every night, spoke in tongues and raised hands. She also didn't like the fire and brimstone you're going to hell preaching that fundamentalists favored. She preached more about happiness and love and rejoicing mm. and more about heaven. Mm. Um, after a few weeks, she always had a positive spin on her messages. That's well, one thing that I've always picked up on. Um, you gotta be a di- if you're gonna be a woman in a male-dominated field, mm-hmm. your brand has to be more loving, very true, and more accepting and more, dare I say it, fun. Back then, For- anyway. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of women today, especially, well, I mean, in preaching. Oh, well, but yeah, definitely aggro and this got to be alpha woman sort of thing going on. But uh, mm, fair, fair point. Yeah. yeah. Um, after a few weeks on the road and growing her fan base extremely quickly, Amy mailed her husband and told her to join him. He went out to get her and bring her back. Told her, kids. Told, mailed her husband and told him to join her. Yeah. So she wrote to him and said, come join yeah. me. Yeah. Come okay. join me. Uh, he went out to go just 
get her back and bring her home with the kids. As soon as he saw Amy preaching, the command she had over the crowd and probably the money coming in, <laughs> he joined the team. Rolf and Roberto went to live with the grandparents for the next two years. Oh, man. Yeah. Now, okay, I'm not diagnosing anybody's personality disorders. Simply speculating. Hypothetically, imagine mm -hmm. how smug and self-satisfied a narcissist would be when told they are right in this yeah. situation after mm -hmm. doing things like kidnapping their children. Yeah, being like, oh my God, you're amazing at this. <laughs> like, imagine, imagine what that yeah. would empower someone uh, with very little empathy to do. Yeah. Yeah. In the future. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, hmm. Hmm. Uh, in 1960, Amy changed her game and her fortunes. Uh, since starting on the road, she'd been just going randomly all over the place uh, on the East Coast until a trip to Long Island. Based on her account, Amy stood Long in Island. front of Long Island. Uh, Long Amy Island. Long Island. Uh, Amy stood in front of a pack crowd and healed a woman with a body riddled with arthritis. Before leaving the town and healing many, the offering table, which was now placed in the front, overflowed with money. You'd think so, they'd want to like not show how much they had. Got well. I don't. Okay. I'm not want to. Does it make you feel better though? I don't know. Does that make you feel better to give money and see it like that if you're trying to help someone? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know because you know. would think that it, if you saw that the per, that there was a lot of money up there you would have less urgency to give. Mm -hmm. yeah. And is, don't they rely on people feeling urgent need to give right now? Now, yeah. now, now. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, whatever, and, whatever. Yeah. This money in 1970 uh, helped Amy through a follower of hers who was a publisher start her own famous monthly magazine. Wait, These where are you? Uh, I'm down to 1917. Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry. That's right. Sorry. That's right. Uh, these monthly magazines were humongous in the healing community, and hers was called Bridal Call. What? It, bridal Call. Like br Bride of Christ being called, I guess. Oh, I thought it was like a like a wedding bridal magazine. magazine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I thought at first. Like when I was reading and like going through stuff, I was just like, Oh, she started a bridal magazine. That's kind of weird, but okay. I guess if you're trying to fund your ministry, it's another way to do it. I guess diversify. But uh, uh, it, it was a but healing it was magazine. A, it was a healing. Yeah, it was a healing interesting. magazine. Yeah, very interesting name. Yeah, I wonder if they relied at all on people like subscribing, thinking it was a wedding magazine. Oh, I'm sure it happened more than happened. once. Yeah, <laughs> and then you get saved accidentally. Yeah. Hey, look at that. Uh, in 1919, Amy was ordained by the Assemblies of God Church. So that's a little important because she that gives her more legitimacy. Uh, despite but did the they allow black people at this point? No, the Assemblies of God. No, they had split already. This this is I mean, they weren't the Assemblies of God before, but once they became more of a white institution, they were called the Assemblies of God. So she was so no, they no, didn't. No. They allowed a woman, but not black people. Yes. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. Uh, despite the funds that were coming in, she wasn't on a Billy Sunday level, 
So she was living in a tent and on the car in a car with her husband, who was now growing very unhappy. He hated the road and wanted a normal life. Amy refused to leave her expanding empire. One night, McPherson finally told her how unhappy he was and they fought all night. The next morning, he went to fish to get breakfast and when he came back, Amy was gone. He went back to Rhode Island in, 19, in 1918 where he filed for divorce and it was finally granted in 1921. So where are the kids? With the grandparents. Throughout all this? For the most like, did he it. go? Did he go back and get them? Uh no, no. God. He he just he just went to Rhode Island. I just hey, I'm away from my kids for like an hour, and I'm like, mm-hmm. what are they doing? I'm so excited to hear yep. all the interesting observations they've had. Like, where am I? I just want to be with them. Mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine just being like, I'll see you in a couple of years. Yeah, it was wild, wild, wild. I don't understand that either as a father, but different times. Um, Around this time, Amy bought another car and called it the full gospel car. This time she loaded up her kids in Minnie and hit the road. They were the mom, right? Yes, her mom, the grand grandmother. Uh, There were two. They were two of the first women to drive across the country without any support from men. When she didn't have her tents up, Amy would stand up from the back of her car and preach from a bullhorn. Yeah, but there's no entertainment back then. Like this is the stuff you would go see just to get get through the day. You know, Um, it's it's a rough time. Uh, Yeah, now I have cat videos. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, you didn't have much better time to live. Yeah. And by the early 1920s, Amy was out drawing Billy Sunday now and breaking his attendance records. Fuck you, Billy Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> While Billy was a star in his theatrics drew crowds, Amy's sex appeal, as well as her use of theatrics, lighting, and props, helped push her message. But her biggest draw was his her healing services, something that Billy Sunday did not offer. That's she also, right. Yeah. But he did take money from the clan. Oh, he did. Yeah, that's right. More on that. Um, mm. If you want to al- hear about that, go listen to our our series on good old Billy Sunday. Yeah, um, and if you're if you're lost in this and don't understand who Billy Sunday was, he was a baseball player turned evangelist preacher and was like the biggest Christian minister at the time. And like some people say, he was bigger than Billy Graham ever was and made more yeah. money than Joel Osteen. So. And he took money from the clan. And took money from the clan. Um, in public. Uh, yeah. At churches. He's yep. a great guy. Great guy. Um, she wasn't a fire and brimstone preacher either like Billy Sunday. She rarely mentioned hell. And if she did, it was against talking about it. She was about love and even more eventually like the hippie version of Jesus Christ. She was also about diversity. She pulled in black followers, and when in Key West, Florida, she had Roberta baptized by a black preacher. So cool. I assume, I'm I'm assuming that didn't sit too well with the AOG, but who knows? Um, oh well, she did start her own thing. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, twice during these years, she claimed that she healed both her children. 
Rolf stepped <laughs> on a metal rake that went right through his foot and she prayed over it and it was completely healed. When Amy came down with possibly the Spanish flu, um, she, she healed herself from it, um, but she passed it on to Roberta. Um, but I also read that Roberto came down with pneumonia, so I don't know which one's the right story. But either way, she heard a voice telling her that her daughter would be healed and that after the healing that they were moved to move to California. She so. was, uh, she had pneumonia with Spanish Scarlet flu, favorite, maybe. The, maybe, I don't know. Like, you know how or, or with got COVID pneumonia, now? Yeah, got like, pneumonia from Spanish flu. Yeah, or whatever. Like yeah, yeah. So, um, but on the way or, to California. Go ahead. I mean, either way, uh, it's disgusting humid down here. So uh, oh, yeah. you just get hacky coughs a lot. <laughs> I mean, it's just living in the swamp. Yeah, um, just watch out for the gators. Well, yeah, like if she's down in Key West, it's gross and humid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and probably way, not great good, great water at that time. I don't assume so. Um, no, so it's yeah. not a healthy place. Yeah. On the way to California, Amy preached making long stays in some cities. Amy would heal and spread her message. So the myth of Sister Amy was well ahead of her by the time she made it to California. She would base her ministry out of Los Angeles for the time being as she toured the country but her children finally had a stable living environment <sighs> she began to throw uh, in a new wrinkle into her act which she called the quenching of manifestations a new wrinkle like a new like it was a, a problem new, no uh, well this was a problem and she fixed it um mm. during her services she would have her ushers escort people out who were going too wild, too much dancing, praying too loudly, too much tongues, and they would be escorted to a separate tent off to the side. This really started to separate herself from the popular movie of movement of Pentecostalism. So that was. So she didn't want people uh, stealing spotlight during uh, their shows I, I didn't think of it that way but yes there's also that but there's also like i gotta appeal to a larger crowd and all this hooting and hollering is not gonna do it hmm. um they're, they're gonna see this and run away so she had a little which is true um so she kind of understood that um but amy was still into healing but with larger and larger crowds she had to get smarter she would first limit her healing services to the last few days she would be in town. She Smart. would also, yeah, she Can't would also come back and say, yep, Hey, it didn't stick. That's part of the game. Um, she would also preface any service by saying that she wasn't a healer. Jesus heals you and you must have faith to be healed. She would apply a spiced oil to her hands so that her hands would give off an angelic glow. It was a crude tactic, but it worked. I don't understand how spiced oil gives you an angelic glow, like under your the hands. lights. Yeah, with the lights on your hands. Oh, the okay. They're shiny. Okay. And they would smell good too. Mm. So, but like I, it would work. I don't People want some would oily hand touching me. Jeez. Listen, if somebody's gonna give you ten grand to put oil on your hands and stand there and pray over people, I'm probably going to do it. 
Um, sorry. Oh, I was thinking of myself as someone in the crowd getting touched by someone's oily oh, hand. Well, yeah, but that I, sounds I think that disgusting. Was, yeah, I think it was more of like a tap on the forehead, if anything. Um, you don't want the stuff washing coming off too too much. But everybody yeah. had oily heads back then. Come on, Christy, nobody I washed. Don't... Yes, they did. I have <laughs> to like believe that. this. No. No. no, this is just a lie. I'm going to tell myself until I die. Lie. We are the same humans that we were back then. I cannot believe that people walked around with itchy, dirty assholes. I'm sorry. No, I don't buy it. When it they itches, have to have washed more than they itches for your whole lifetime. It doesn't itch anymore. Bullshit. It's just, it's just caked up back there. No. Oh, no, yeah, I don't. I don't know. Yeah. They yeah. were, they were doing something. If it wasn't like a big tub bath, they were doing the, pits tits naughty bits bath every day you had to take a bath after like like you're if you were the youngest you got the bath last after everybody else has taken a bath yeah Ugh. they're gross anyway yeah, that's what i'm saying <laughs> the little uh, kids are gross anyway well yeah that's true uh now amy wasn't without haters a woman preacher even today is still somewhat controversial within the church as a whole if not banned outright the idea is in the early 1900s, and it must have really driven some men to the breaking point. When Amy oh was coming to town, local preachers did the worst thing they could do, and they talked about it from the pulpit. Uh-oh. They would tell their congregation to not even think about going to see a woman preacher. The congregation would naturally go see a woman preacher. And Hell they would yeah. go. They would go to Amy, and some would be converted. Amy would say, "Quote: I know a lot of you folks came to gape at a woman preacher, but while your mouth is open to gape, I'm going to pop that gospel in it." Not a good. God damn it, Chad! No, I just. Today. <sighs> yep, and she's gonna pop that gospel in it with the balls just busting your lip open. Why? Why? I don't know why she used the word gape twice. She's gaping up there for the crowd. Popping ping ball balls out and everything. Disgusting. Uh, Absolutely disgusting. You know what? You know what else is disgusting? I just took a drink of it. V8 energy pomegranate blueberry. I could, I took two sips. I can't. It's bad. I puke. Um, And they were buy one, get one at the store. So I thought I'd try it, but God, no. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. In Philadelphia, a group of Eagles fans showed up to fuck some shit up with gasoline. What's an Eagles? And... Eagles. I was making a joke. They, they say Eagles. I G G L E S instead of like Eagles. the Wiggles? No, like the Philadelphia Eagles. What's that? The football team. Philadelphia Eagles. They play. In Are the... you talking about hockey? Football. Soccer. No, no, the actual game of football, the Miami Dolphins against the Philadelphia Mm-mm. Eagles. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, don't know. but we say we say Eagles with an eye. So uh, they <sighs> showed up with gasoline and clubs. Amy For heard real? about yeah, seriously, like, uh, not just not like just a joke about. No, they this, showed, this is just a Philly thing. Yeah, they showed up. The yeah, it is. I know it's something in the in the Schuylkill River. I don't fucking know. Uh, Amy heard about them coming and passed a message around the crowd to Neil when she said to. 
when these at when these assets showed up amy told everyone to pray and everyone knelt down the group of thugs were the only ones standing and now they were face to face with amy and they left in embarrassment i mean it's a bold move but what if it didn't work then it didn't work call the police i'm sure there were some police that were in there gasoline and clubs those guys weren't fucking around no they weren't no they no we don't fuck around out here we ate horse shit after they won the super bowl well one guy did so but i don't they grease the poles if there's even a hint of them winning a big game it's the more i learn about you and philadelphia as a whole i feel cheated by the one time that i've been there all i saw was the bell there is so much to that city that is you have made me so fascinated but you gotta you gotta be here like during you gotta really be here when a team is doing good because it like takes over like even if you're not a sports fan it like takes over the whole city and like like everybody is fucking just electric and like yelling it's like i was at work when the Eagles were in the Super Bowl and like people came into the store just doing the Eagles chant and like the whole mm-hmm. store just does it. So it's, it's pretty cool. So it's the really nice part. And then when they start, you know, like rioting, that's, well, that's, that's nice probably too. the, that's a celebration. Oh, okay. <laughs> Got to take the good with the bad. Those uh, are the facts of life. Yeah. So they showed up to fuck stuff up. Amy just like stared them down and they walked out, um, which is, yeah, boss. Uh, just yeah. got to give it to her. Got to give it to her. I don't I, I don't know what that would have been like, um, especially being in the crowd. Like I could get the shit kicked out of me right yeah, now. I don't think I would have stayed. Yeah. I would have been like, hey, the baby needs changing. I'm just going to go to the car. <laughs> I'll be right back. Yeah. Um, during a healing service in Washington, D.C. in April 1920, she had a service that lasted that the last day before she left to go to California. She had prayed over a thousand people when she left where she had been staying. She was met outside by hundreds of people waiting for healing. So she went back to her room and was leaving and got surprised by more people. Um, so that's crazy. Uh, Amy arrived in LA. She Did was she heal pre- those people though. Um, she prayed over them like in a mass, like kind of like praying thing. So, oh, okay. and the benefit of that is if you have 200 people and you pray over all them at once and one of them gets healed and then sends a letter into your healing magazine. And then you put that in your healing magazine and now you've got more promotional material. Um, so yeah uh it was all this time i guess yeah uh she automatically started preaching to a crowd of a thousand people when in la one night while she was preaching to a crowd of three thousand a woman stood up and said that god told her to give her one of her plots of land oh god said give amy some land yes yeah why won't god tell someone to give me some land fucking a with Um, a stream well then a man stood up and offered the wood and what do you mean? Hey, 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 uh, and so on and so forth. Amy decided that her while her house was being built, 
that she wanted to raise money for her church that she planned to build in Los Angeles. So wait, is the, is the land and the wood that these people offered, is that for the house or is that for yep, the church? For the, house, for the house, for her to live. Oh, okay. So they, wow. they yeah, they paid, they paid for everything for that house to be built and uh, for all the labor was provided by the group of people in the church, more free labor. Like we've always talked about. Hmm. It's the basis for a good grift free labor. Yeah. Yeah. So it is. So uh, wherever, while you're stealing from the rich people, you also need to steal from the poor people. Yeah. And absolutely. if they don't have money to give, Time is a great thing you can steal. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Amy, did, while she while this house was being built, she wanted to hit the road to raise money for this new church in Los Angeles. Have you ever why been didn't there, she just church? have these people? Why didn't she just have these people build a church? Well, she needed money for it. They didn't have the oh, uh, okay. yeah. It cost the, uh, a lot of money back then for what she was planning. Um, okay. In January nineteen twenty one. Amy was already was ready to make her real mark in California. She set up shop for a three week revival in San Diego. She promoted it the only way she could. A few days before she held a revival, she had reporters meet her at an airfield. She said, I'm going to take my flight against the devil to the skies. The then, she, then she hopped into a biplane. <laughs> Such a fucking drama queen. <laughs> the ride was donated by a supporter and took off over San Diego and dropped 15,000 leaflets about her revival. The next I mean, night, that's a lot of leaflets back that's then a lot. before Kinko's existed. Yeah, I'm, surprised that, that, I'm surprised the airplane could take off. Yeah, well, and that's that <laughs> represents a lot. 15,000 leaflets back then. Yeah represents a lot of time and and money um because you know like you had to go to a real printer oh yeah and they got to hand yeah. print them, move it off and print them well unless they had a machine i uh i don't know 1920s. what printing tech yeah i don't yeah. know what printing technology was back then but i can't imagine you could get like that the on LA the cheap Times. cheap now yeah yeah i don't imagine or, like back then. printing yeah i don't imagine having a printing company like the LA times has where they can just print out papers like that, like in minutes. Hey, if somebody so. who's listening to this knows, mm -hmm. let us know, please let us Email know us I'm intrigued. at xcompod at gmail.com or yeah. uh, any of our socials. Uh, let us know because I'm, I'm interested because I, I suspect it was that not just the plane flight, obviously that's a pretty significant, um, donation but i mm -hmm. fifteen thousand leaflets back then seems yeah. like it would be a lot of money yeah it sounds like it would be um but i don't, also don't know if they were full papered like i don't know if it's a full page leaflet it could be like a half page even so you yeah, still know, have that's to still cutting it in half yeah so but anyway just um, I, I mean and who folded them that's like did true. the printer fold them or did, was or there just them. lines yeah. of uh church ladies folding oh leaflets? that's probably what it was um uh the night before her revival at a three thousand person auditorium she would be speaking from the next night it was packed for a heavyweight fight after the fight ended amy entered the ring and took the microphone and said 
San Diego needs revival. She invited everyone out the next night and told the groaning crowd, I certainly shall thump him hard, the devil on his own ground, which led to a few cheers. So she just like ran up and grabbed the microphone. I think it was planned. So, oh, okay. So she probably knew somebody at the auditorium because she was going to be packing it out the next night. Um, after the first week, professional. Yeah, I'm saying yeah. unprofessional. Absolutely. These conflict of interests. Mm-hmm. Uh, after the first week, it was obvious that the 3000 seat venue wasn't big enough as crowds went between four and six thousand with Whoa. multiple services a day. The crowds went the crowds were going crazy, screaming and begging for Amy to heal them. I imagine the scene played out over and over again. Um I kind of feel like it might have been like when how the Catholics react when they're when with their kids when the Pope rolls by, like just like touch them, touch them, like shaking the baby. Yeah. Um, parents were screaming for Amy to kill their children and uh, or their old parents. Uh, their arrival. Yeah, it's awful. God, um, it's yeah. so sad. Like, God, how 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 callous do you have to be to be able to walk by that all the time and still grift these people for money? Well, that's the thing with kind of with her compared to some of the other people we're going to speak about with her mental illness. I don't know if she really understood that she didn't have the heat, this healing power. Either way. I mean, yeah, I if she's that know. mentally even ill, God, she shouldn't be caring for children. Well, even um, well, obviously not after some of the stuff we've we've read. So yeah. she definitely needed, like, of course, this is the 1920s, so she's not gonna get the proper care that she needs anywhere. No. So she but, wouldn't yeah. get it in the tw- 2020s either. Maybe we, well, didn't, yeah. we yeah. shut down all our mental hospitals. Thanks, Ronald Reagan. Yeah. She might be able to get a therapist though, but uh better help. Oh, yeah, she has uh, she has money so yeah yeah uh the revival was moved outside and it was extended from three to five weeks by 10 a.m on the last day amy was to be in san diego the crowds grew by the end of her sermon thirty thousand people came out meaning uh which meant the local marines were called out to crowd control oh my god oh god imagine imagine oh so Imagine San Diego in 1917. That's yeah. when this is, or 20, 1920. Yeah, whatever. 2021. Yeah. Uh, so imagine, imagine San Diego at that time. Imagine 30,000 people unexpectedly gathering. Mm-hmm. Imagine there, there's no such thing as a porta potty. No, absolutely. There's not. no, uh, like the, there's in the ocean. Figure out how, like you can't, you don't, you know, it's, oh, I, it's, that is a, that is a a nightmare. The garbage that would be generated. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's Um, so much damage. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Amy healed, uh, it said they healed over 800 people that day. This would Hmm. be Hmm. repeated 
in Eight, one 800 out of 30,000. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. Mm. Yeah. Not bad. Uh, this would be repeated in one form or another over the next few years as she went out on so- select revivals. Part of the money-making scheme on these revivals was the merch. Of you could, course. You could buy a photo of her for $1 or $5. There were different sizes, I believe. Uh, and for, oh no, for $5, uh, for some reason, you could buy a small bag of cement that was blessed by her. It, okay. I could be, I'm, I might, this might be confabulation, but I think that that is because, uh, you were supposed to mix it into the foundation of your house as a blessing. That's what I think too. Okay. Yeah. I, I feel like I remember that from from okay knowing about her okay but I could be wrong okay. I could be just my brain make uh, it makes sense I just couldn't figure out why yeah um, it's a so, yeah. it's a weird thing here yeah. take my picture and some yeah. cement yeah there's dollar for a picture five dollars for a bag of cement a dollar back then is a lot of money yeah yeah and I'm sure those pictures were all donated somehow or another mm. with her connections but uh. Back in L.A., Amy and Minnie decided to buy a piece of land in Echo Park to build a new church. Now, nice. despite Amy's popularity, she wasn't the tycoon that Billy Sunday was. Minnie ran her schedule in business with an iron fist, though. It would eventually cause problems for her, but the, finance, uh, but the finances for her new church weren't available. She would have to go out more times and save as much as she could. She was a huge name. Her name alone was a big draw. So hearing that she wanted to establish a home church was a big news, and her supporters sent money in. Minnie was able to raise the 300000 for the church, which is, I believe is well over $3 million today, um, by, selling, by selling off seats to the new church for $25. That's a lot of money. Well, that was common back then though, for people to buy a pew or to buy a, that was, that was more common in like the 17, 1600s where you'd have a church in the, the wealthiest person in town would buy the one pew for their whole entire family. So this was more of a, uh, for out of that. So, uh, this was offered on the road. Uh, where if you bought a chair, you'd basically have a reserved seat for yourself at the church anytime you came to visit. Well, for 25 bucks, that better come with like a massage and a happy ending because 25 <laughs> bucks back then was like a year's worth of. Oh, I know. I, yeah, what? But, yeah. I'm going to do the math. I'm going to do the math. Yeah. $25 in 1921 money because because do you think those people actually went to the church? I think it was more of an investment of like, I love this preacher and cause I, I'm pretty sure if, if people like my mother, if Jimmy Swaggart was selling off seats to his auditorium, if anytime you came down to the South and you wanted to see him preach and you could get, you could audit, like reserve yourself a seat automatically, no matter when mm-hmm. that's, that would be a big deal. So I don't know. I'm gonna guess twenty five dollars. It's about four hundred bucks. I was gonna now. say five hundred. Yeah. Okay. That's a that's lot a, that's of a, money. That's that's a car payment. Yeah. 
Um, That's a but, lot uh, of money. What what was uh, the church called? Quiz time. The church? Yeah. That she established? Yeah, not the from four- my script, but just from your memory. The Foursquare? No, 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 no. The actual temp- the actual church name. The, the oh. building. Oh, wasn't it like, um, it was like the angel temple. Yeah. Angelus. Angelus. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I just, I knew it was temple because yeah. I, I always would call it simple's temple. Yeah. Um, you're not the only one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It's not clever, yeah. but that's how I remember it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The, the church would be called Angelus, the An- Angelus temple. Like um, Los Angeles. Yes. Yeah, like Los Angeles. Uh, the new church would be the country's first mega church with a 5,000 seat auditorium, which would soon expand. She had a side room available for people who really wanted to praise in the spirit. So I wonder, if, okay. So I wonder if in the culture of the church, mm-hmm. I wonder if it was seen as like an embarrassment that you had to go to the side room. Or like, oh, he's, he had to go to the side room. Wow. He's really with you. Like, or if it was like a good thing, like people did I'm, I'm, to I'm show assuming off. assuming the way that she, she ran it, it was, it was a good thing. Like it was part of, part of the service. Like if you really wanted to praise, you could go in here with your, and, and let it all out. Um, mm-hmm. So you could still be included. Uh, so, but, and she allowed it. It just wasn't like allowed in front. <laughs> yeah. Um, Cause you got to listen to what she says. Yeah, absolutely. Um, as she established herself in Los Angeles, she became tabloid material with a news, a huge news story off the bat because her divorce was not finalized until 1921 and the details started to leak out. Her former husband claimed TMZ. that. No- yeah, her, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, her husband claimed that nothing could stop Amy she was obsessive and could go from cheerful in one moment to extremely angry in the next. And she threatened to kill him when she brought up, when he brought up getting off the road. Okay. So yeah, he went real Joe Jonas with it. Yep. 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 Uh, still Amy was one of the biggest draws in the country. She realized she needed to transition from a healing guru to a more stable force because she knew she couldn't keep the healing up uh, for a long time before being exposed or taking its toll on her while she was, I think it's more the first one. Yeah. While she went out on the road before the church was finally built, she limited her healing services even more to now only 75 people per healing service. There was a healing card handed out to the first come first serve. So people started making counterfeit cards that men had to (laughs) sniff out. Imagine trying to go into a church with a counterfeit healing card and still thinking this is going to, what's going to cure me of my eczema. Yep. Jesus. Amazing. And like, yeah, like, like she couldn't heal in Los Angeles and move to the next town. Mm-hmm. Because people would be like, I'm still not fucking healed. What the fuck? You know, and just go to the church. Um, uh, in October 1922, it was still a few months from opening, but the anticipation for the new church could be felt in Los Angeles. Amy founded this as a four square church. The four square gospel, which she coined, 
says that God appeared in Ezekiel as a man, lion, ox, and eagle, and that that Jesus revealed himself as, quote, Savior, baptizer with the Holy Spirit, healer, and soon coming king. Amy essentially stole this idea and description from A.B. Simpson and the Christian Missionary Alliance from his 1887 teaching that Jesus is our, quote, Savior, Sanctifier, Healer, and Coming King. That's why I didn't like that when you said that last week. Okay. Yeah. Because you said it and I was like, why don't I like that? Yeah. yeah. And I, I think I even said you. And I was like, what does that remind me of? Now I remember. Yep. Yep. So the church I grew up in was not a four square gospel church, but the same, like from 14 to like I was 24 was the same like idea. So uh, this, this idea that Jesus is a healer um, and those comes with other things, of course, savior, and then you have to get baptized and then he's coming again. So there's dispensationalism mixed in it too. Um, I heard a lot of the, a lot of that same stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The church Angelus temple uh, was also interdenominational. Amy gave up her AOG association because she didn't want her church to be owned by any other denomination or force it to fist, fit within denominational standards of anyone but her own. Well, and she doesn't need them. Like she's hustling these people without their. Yeah. I mean, she. She wants good her for own you. Thing. Know your yeah. know your worth, but also <clears throat> yeah. you're kind of a terrible person. But. Yeah. Uh, Angela's temple became a go-to place. Amy uh, severely reduced her healing services again, going theatrical instead. She was in Hollywood after all. She made friends with zoos and animal trainers as well as studios. She would add actors, costumes, animals, and more for her stage show. She was a showman and it worked. Once she bought a macaw from a circus for a service, but the macaw knew some phrases, but no one, not even Amy, knew until she started preaching. The macaw started to yell out, Oh, go to hell! Oh, but wow. But instead of freaking out as the crowd, cow, gra- the, the crowd gasped, she rolled with it and turned it into one of the most entertaining sermons she had ever given as the McCall yelled at her to go to hell through the service. Once that, that, that sounds great. Honestly. Uh, yeah. That does sound really fun. Yeah. Especially back then. Um, like a vaudeville she perform- performance. Oh, she did. Though. I bet she rang its fucking neck. She, she's very, Oh yeah. Uh, Nothing she's very... like a narcissist rage. <laughs> She's a very quick on her feet. She's, mm-hmm. she's very, very smart and very quick. Um, she Once she dressed up as a USC football player for a sermon on carrying the ball for Jesus. Of course she did, because she grew up rich. So she, <laughs> of course, University of Spoiled Children. She dressed as a cop one day and rode a motorcycle into the church for a sermon and yelled, stop, you're speeding to hell. Okay, they these do sound fun. Mm-hmm. They do. Youth pastor energy there. Yeah, big theater kid, youth pastor energy. Um, 
you know, I'm sure people in her circle were always like, oh, Amy's got another crazy idea. Do we know yep. anyone who has a motorcycle? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh there uh there would be 21 services held there a week 21 as guest speakers were often featured she even set up a switchboard in the temple for an open prayer line now amy did a lot of good shows 21 shows a week still i mean even how many i wonder how many she was doing versus how many there were guest speakers or other acolytes doing them because like yeah there were only a few from what i understand so she'd only, only have a couple in a week like only a couple guest speakers a week and so like she a lot of it was hustling. her yeah like she wouldn't do like the theatrics uh every single sermon uh, okay. they were usually saved for sunday but she would definitely be preaching the rest of the week so and you would get your fill of amy because without the theatrics you still have her which is still the central feature of everything okay um uh amy also personality yeah amy also did a lot of good in the area when a massive earthquake hit santa barbara the trucks and supplies from her church were already there handing out uh goods and uh even before the red cross arrived um i don't know if i put it in here if i did sorry we'll go over it again but there was a follower in her church that said during the great depression that without her, the Hispanic community of LA would have starved and died. Yeah, um, because, I believe that yeah, she's she, she did do a lot of good. Yeah, yeah. she did. Yeah, um, everything exploded for Amy. Exploded. Everything exploded for Amy in her ministry. Soon, she opened a Bible college, a home for battered women, an addiction house, a soup kitchen, and a pantry. But her kids were suffering. Despite actually having a house now, Rolf was sent to live with a member of the church in the country, and Roberta stayed with Minnie. But Roberta claimed that there was a revolving door of pregnant young women and teens that stayed in her room with her every night. Minnie would take. Yeah, Minnie would take. You would think, okay, well, so you would think Amy, having been a little girl, trying to hide in the oven to see to get a scrap of privacy Mm -hmm. uh, from the ever watchful god would have just an ounce of empathy for uh her young daughter you would think but i think that empathy like spread out pet like she couldn't see the forest for the trees or whatever she couldn't see her daughter when she saw all the suffering around her or she's not getting cookies from her family like she does from taking in pregnant youth because she can't maybe you know you're expected to take care of your family you can't brag about that from the pulpit from my understanding this was more of a mini thing than amy um because i did write in here many would take people seeking amy so they would come to her house seeking help like even well past midnight every night all all week long Wow. And she she would just take them in. Um, so, you know, I can imagine how shitty of a life that was, like waking up at three in the morning to some rando pregnant woman or rando teenager seeking help, just being placed in your room. So um, very unstable. Yeah. Um, but uh, like physical safety and just permanence. Yeah. I can't, 
I just, I feel for Rolf and Roberta. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Amy at her height was opening a church a week in Southern California. Despite all she did, she was extremely lonely. She said she would sit up at night and see everyone leave the church and go hand in hand while she just sat alone. Mm -hmm. Amy also took advantage of her celebrity by breaking into a new media outlet radio as one as one of the first ever broadcast religious shows. She was also the first woman ever to get a broadcast license from the FCC. So she's doing a lot of trailblazing and and Mm -hmm. groundbreaking. Uh, She started a weekly radio show and then a daily morning show heard by hundreds of thousands of people. I just wish that the first woman in radio wasn't a con artist. (laughs) That's why I'm a little bitter about it. You know, I don't want to give her kudos because I don't like what she did. But I mean, yep. You know, uh, Amy had her own, Amy's built her own recording studio and a radio studio on site. She she then hired a man named Kenneth G. Ormiston as her engineer. Uh Oh, Ormiston wasn't a Christian and he (gasps) was married, but within Uh a few weeks, rumors started to fly that Amy and Ormiston were fucking. Well, the rumors didn't say it like that, Chaz. I know they didn't. It was but, 1920s. It was yeah. like, hey, he's, did you hear about Amy and Orston? She's fingling his twig and berries. Yeah, they're, they're doing the the jibbity jibe. <laughs> I don't know. what. However people talk back then. Yeah. But they're unwashed asses, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, at one, uh, Minnie tried to fire Ormiston, but Amy wouldn't let her. During a service, Amy and Ormiston were talking back and forth quietly uh, before she came on stage, but the acoustics in the temple were so good that the congregation could hear them, and they sounded, ex- <laughs> they sounded extremely flirtatious. I'm sorry. I've done that before, like while being mic'd up, I've said embarrassing things. In it's the basically theater. what it was. It was a hot mic, but yeah. 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 Um, so. But I also feel like there's a strong possibility just based off of what we've learned about this woman. Um, she built that temple. Yeah. She, she knew the acoustics. Uh, she yeah. might've been playing uh some kind of long game to get him to leave his wife. Well, maybe. I'm, I don't know. Unless she was like, I know where you can stick that microphone. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it was. Uh, but uh, at the mini was furious <clears throat> and embarrassed, but Amy still would not let mini fire him. And that's where we're going to leave it today, guys. So how do you feel after the first half of Amy Mc- Semple McPherson? Oh, great. Great. I'm so glad that she was the first woman uh, to do a lot of things and trailblaze only to take those opportunities and use them for not good purposes. Yeah. Real happy about that. She's uh, as we go through this, go through these people, I think you're going to see that she was like the least damaging out of probably all of them. 
Um, yeah, is, but that's not saying I don't, a lot. Mm, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, a lot. man. So, I don't uh, know. well, no, I'm saying, well, you'll see. Uh, but <laughs> no, I, I believe you, but I still don't, I don't, I don't think she gets it. I mean, obviously, oh, she's she getting an get episode, she doesn't get yeah. a pass, she gets an episode yeah. or two. Um, but yeah, I just that's such a bummer. Uh, yeah. but also with all of your California talk, uh, it made me miss LA, mm. so that's fun too. Um, did you did you learn anything new because you're yeah a whole bunch yeah oh yeah i didn't know a whole lot of this okay cool very cool yeah i did i i knew mostly like i know well i don't want to give spoilers but it's the second half of the story that i know more about yeah that's that's pretty much what a lot of people know about her it's the second half but uh yeah but it's entertaining because i'm sure there's stuff in the second half that you didn't know uh, yeah. especially the, the second half of her life. Um, I knew uh, about the husband dying in China. I did not yeah. realize um, it was so fast. <laughs> it was very I don't know quick. why I didn't know that. Or maybe I didn't, quick. I forgot. But. but we talked about that last episode where these, where these evangel, I would probably say more uh, Pentecostals would go out to these countries without getting i don't know when the malaria shots like got available but like it's not a shot it's a pill whatever Uh, but it's back then they would have to uh take quinine yeah uh, to help keep malaria at bay now there's like a pill you can take but the pill doesn't even always work um i've had two friends in college almost die of malaria oh yeah it's Uh, it's the most deadly disease known to man yeah so um, and you know but like there were precautions that these people could have taken but they did not take them and relied on faith healing and she's lucky she didn't die also uh i'm sure the dysentery yeah that's set up his death you know yeah yeah you don't like before iv fluids i think it it was always a death sentence oh yeah yeah. because you're drinking on you're drinking polluted water to get hydrated and well even if you were once you have the dysentery though you you can't drink fast enough yeah to rehydrate yourself like it just doesn't even absorb and you're already yeah. shitting it out. So I they think, didn't have pedalite back then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I I think I think the the cure for dysentery, if I remember correctly, is just IV fluids. Is like death? that's no, it's like you <laughs> once they got IV fluids in the mix, they're like, oh, okay, well, now we can like actually treat this. Mm-hmm. But um, God, I feel feel on one hand, I feel bad for her. Um, on the other hand, um, I don't, yeah, I don't like, I don't, I'm, I, even after writing all this and reading, I've read at least two books and like countless articles that I can't even remember. Um, and I still don't understand or, or agree with myself if she was a legit con artist or a somebody that was mentally ill and ha- didn't have the grasp on reality that she needed. I um, think it might've been both to be quite honest with you. Yeah. It's definitely I complicated. I just don't know. She, I think she definitely did believe, you know, how pathological liars uh, start just believing yeah. their own lies. I think she was sort of believing her own lies a lot too the only thing with that is like i and she was she was making money but she wasn't making money like 
like definitely not like Billy Sunday and not like some other people. Um, the church was bringing in tons of money, but that money was going to a lot of the ministries that she was running, like the soup kitchen and the, the, the woman's home. And like that's, mm -hmm. that stuff might've gotten abused by other people, but she was actually taking her money and putting it into something that was, you know, whether or not you see it as good that she saw as good. And it, it's not like she drove like 10 Rolls Royces and, you know, no, I do respect yeah. the things that she did with her money. Yeah. Um, I that's, also, that's the thing where I'm like, if she, if she was a real con artist, like a real, real con guy, she, there's something to be said definitely of the the ego building that you get from it all and and what type of uh it's not a monetary gain out of that you get but it's definitely worth something and like I what think that it, pays you yeah she's she's willing to expend the money uh to do all fame. those things for the kudos yeah that she's yeah. gonna get because that's i think a big thing for her is all the praise she's getting yeah. Um, and there's also there also really could be an element of um, she was incredibly charismatic and absolutely could read her audience. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I think that she understood that she could not live an opulent lifestyle um, and continue having people pay her, her like they yeah. were like she wasn't living in an uncomfortable lifestyle no she wasn't no no it's not like she was living on the street i'm just she's saying living she in didn't... echo park which is a lovely suburb of yeah. los angeles um even back then it was just gorgeous uh yeah maybe i'm just taking it as as more taking a con man more as uh where monetary opulence is part of is a major part of the game where where hers is is not like it it's not but she is well living a well-off lifestyle and right. she's able to tour the world mm -hmm. and everything like that but at the same time she's not building a empire like somebody like an oral roberts will you know that will get into you know well she did start a college didn't she she did, but I don't, I don't, fuck, I mean, I I'm, not say, I'm not saying, still. I'm not saying, I'm not, I'm not comparing them. It's apples and baby wolverines. There's, they're completely different. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but I'm just saying, I, I don't want to say, I don't want to let her off the hook and say, well, this is just mental illness, untreated mental illness with a bunch of enablers. Uh, because I, I think that she made a lot of really uh, bad choices mm -hmm. uh, in terms of. It, well, yeah, well, this, like, this, this next half of everything. this is all bad choices. Yeah. And just, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, maybe she did think she was healing people, uh, but she's still not. She's still taking advantage. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know, man. She doesn't, but that's the thing. Like she, like it's, it's, and it's a tough thing with some of these people that are actually doing help, but still benefiting, benefiting from it. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, ah, it doesn't feel right. You know, yeah. you know, yeah. it's like, it's it, like, ah, I, 
again, this is not the same thing, but it's sort of, um, sort of is, yeah. is like, if you take a serial killer, mm-hmm. like, yes, they are victims of untreated mental illness. Mm-hmm. And I do feel empathy for, uh, being so out of control of my own thoughts that I think that I need to compulsively do horrible things. That sounds mm-hmm. miserable. Also, yeah the choice not to get help for those feelings is theirs. And so I don't like that empathy switches off and it, it I, it's more like, Hey I, buddy, you got to control your own actions. Yeah. At the same time, 1920, you're not going to have the help that the only help for her would be a sane asylum. Yeah. And like, you know, and even like with her money, it would still, it would still be like some sort of sanitarium uh but like it would be like more high high level but still it's not she's not going to get what she really needs um which sounds like therapy and medication um mm-hmm. uh so it's and it's tough to be like yeah you got to control that when there's no there's no awareness of it and there's no avenues for her to to her to go get the actual help she needs if she tries to point. fix it herself we'll find out you know and it just doesn't doesn't work so um but yeah yeah stop trying to heal yourself and you know rely on jesus con- consult a specialist <laughs> please name jesus h christ no not him <laughs> all right uh, a real doctor all right well we'll end it there uh, I know, again, Donovan's not with us and it's not of a cool of an episode, but he'll be caught up next time he joins us because he's going to edit this. So everybody say hi, Donovan. Hi, Donovan. We miss you, Donovan. Um, Nobody's doing voices. Yeah, I needed you for the Irish accent. And, for sure. And for your fucking insight here and jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, hard to hard to he. God damn it. Uh, but anyway. We love you, you buddy. Can, yeah, we love you. We miss you. Um Join us uh, next week when we finish up Amy Semple McPherson, and then we're going to go into William Bradham. Um, follow us everywhere on social media, XCOMPOD. Go to XCOMPOD.com to find us on there on our Patreon. Uh, the new year, we will go, we will get back on top with Patreons and all our extra episodes and everything else. Um, and yeah, uh, you can follow me at Chaz Excure 17 underscore seconds on Instagram, or you can follow me on TikTok at James Bass, James Dobson's bastard son. And, uh, Chrissy, do you have anything for us? Um, no, not really. It's just been vomit over here. Yeah, I'm sure. You, you know, it's I'm been sorry. a weird week. Actually, yes, I do have something um if anyone knows uh what i do with a tame dove that now lives in my backyard what do i do about this like i'm turning into the pigeon lady from home alone and i don't want to i love it um because we had that we had amanda the dove who roosted in our dragon fruit and had babies and then they flew away and now this this dove has to be somebody's pet it's the size of a chicken it's so fat it is so fat and it just waddles around and i can tell it just wants to be friends but i don't know what i don't know do i need i there's no way to report a a lost dove in the miami-dade 
three one one app. It's yeah. only lost dogs or cats or found dogs or cats. I don't know what. That's not good. Oh, bad. Yeah, well, yeah. Let Chrissy know how to fix it. Um, yeah, if anyone knows what to do about my dove, please let me know. Yeah. Before uh, I make some sort of weird decision. I'll give music, I guess. Listen to. Uh, let's see what I've been <clears throat> listening to this week. Listen to the band um, Saturdays at Your Place. Uh, they have a new album this year that I've listened to on repeat. It's called Always Cloudy. Uh, so check that out. Um, I so, will. Yeah. Uh, I have so, never heard of them. Yeah. They're like a newer band. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, peace be with you. And with your spirit. And everybody say. I like my looks. I like my personality. He's right.